It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Have you heard? Metro by T Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. This episode of the Managing Madrid podcast is brought to you by our swag store. Managing Madrid swag is up now. Teespring.com slash stores slash Managing Madrid swag is where you go to buy apparel. We'll link it in the show notes so you can click on it. You can buy hoodies, you can buy shirts, leggings, iPhone cases, pillows, shirts, uh, mugs. And they're all designed by a resident cartoonist, Finn, who is just a brilliant artist. Um, so go to teespring.com slash store slash managing Madrid swag. It's, it's one way of supporting us. The other way is go to patreon.com slash managing Madrid. You can get different rewards based on your pledge. You can actually join the show if you pledge enough. You can sponsor us. You can get guaranteed responses to your questions. You can get me, Kian Sovani, to write an article, topic of your choice. Uh, if you pledge, uh, I believe $10 or more, but maybe it's $25. do not quote me on that. Um, in a moment, we're going to get into it with Sam Sharp. We discussed this whole fiasco with Lopetegui and Solari. We knew it was coming. We were kind of on call for this emergency episode. What we didn't really know was that it was going to be Solari, and that's where Sam comes in because he's been following Castilla and Solari um, as close as anyone on earth, and he has some great insights. So we talked about what Solari brings to the table and and uh, what he can possibly help the team with. Um, I know he's a bit of a running joke around um, Real Madrid fandom and, and kind of what he's done with Castilla. But, you know, we try to look at it as objectively as possible from every angle. Um, one thing we didn't really talk about extensively on the podcast was the statement that Real Madrid issued about this whole thing. So I really feel that in most cases, you should go out of your way to explain your decision making. You don't have to make it too elaborate or anything, but just give something respectful and, and to back up your decision. We didn't get one with, with Carlo Ancelotti, and, and that one 
kind of hurt a little bit. We get one with Lopetegui today, and it's not great. The wording was harsh. I think it was, and I'll read it on air so you'll hear it in a, in a moment when I start the podcast, but it seemed to deflect everything off the players and only on Lopetegui, where we know with all the flaws that Lopetegui had, and he did have some, we've mentioned this in our tactical reviews and in our, in our post-game podcasts, a lot of this stuff was out of his control, and we'll talk about that on the podcast as well. Um, and the players made a lot of individual mistakes. And to kind of just deflect that off them, to kind of, I'm assuming to mask their squad building process in the summertime, um, excusing kind of staying off the market, and, and the market wasn't great, by the way. But to put that all on Lopetegui, a man who's been through a lot in the past few months, was um, was quite harsh and, and wasn't a good look. I understand maybe they wanted to deflect it off so internally the players stay focused, but it wasn't a great statement. Um, and, and you'll hear it in a second if you haven't already. One more thing before you listen to the, to the actual podcast. Um, if you're not on managingmadrid.com daily, you're missing a ton. We covered the Classico, both pre-Classico and post-Classico, just like crazy coverage. Tactical reviews, videos, um, all the post-game notes and quotes. The squad is like going to town. Everyone, I mean, I'm, And I'm just going to name drop everyone because they've all been amazing. Matt Wilsey, Sam Sharp, O'Marvin, Gabe Lezra, Jess Huwin, Emily Woods, Citric, Lucas Navarrete. You guys have just all been incredible. Um, uh, Rob Husby, just like going to town, like keeping us up to date with all the notes and quotes and all the match previews. The squad's been amazing and um, really proud of the crew. So go to managingmajor.com for everything Real Madrid related and, and get analysis you just won't get anywhere else. All right, without further ado, this is the emergency Lopetegui sacking slash Solari in podcast with myself, Kian Sabani, and Sam Sharp. Let's go. Hello and welcome to an emergency Managing Madrid podcast. We do this uh, maybe three times, four times a year. We did it when Ronaldo left. We did it the day Zidane left. We did it when Lopetegui was brought in. And maybe too soon, but we got to do it. We're going to break out the emergency podcast because Lopetegui is out. He's been sacked. We knew this was coming. It finally came. Um, thank, thanks for leaving it late night. Sam Sharp joining us from the UK, well past midnight. Um, I mm. want to start off this podcast with a few quotes. There are There is a lot of speculation floating around, things we know, things we don't know. Here are the stuff, here's the stuff we know. Here's the, the facts. Um, Lopetegui was, was sacked, um, you know, announced a bit later than we thought he would. He, he, we thought, you know, he said goodbye to the players um, in the locker room after the heavy defeat in the Camp Nou. The players were surprised he showed up to training this morning, and that must have been one of the most awkward training sessions and, li- and lifeless and demoralizing training sessions one can go through. Um, 
he eventually leaves. He's sacked by the end of the day. And Solari is the interim. We'll get to Solari in a second. Here is what the board said um, in their statement, among many other things. This is quoted verbatim from the club's official statement. The board considers there to be a large disparity between the quality within the Real Madrid squad, which boasts eight nominees for the next Ballon d'Or award, an unprecedented number in the club's history and the team's results to date. Okay, um, we'll get to that in a sec. Pretty harsh. Um, Lopetegui's father at some point today during this whole mess, he says, Ronaldo was good and it turns out he scored 50 goals a season. He's missing. You're missing a prominent goal scorer. They haven't bought one, not a single one. They have stolen 50 goals from my son. 50 goals, Sam Sharp. They stole 50 <laughs> goals from his son. Um, mm, wow. Uh, this, and then, so a couple just like housekeeping stuff for us to know. Saladas has gone with Lopetegui. Um, joining Solari with the A-team is his assistant from Castilla, Santiago Sanchez. Um, Antonio Pintas, the well-beloved physical trainer, stays. He continues. Manolo Diaz, who is bounced around coaching Castilla and some other Segunda Bay teams, takes over Castilla. Um, and Solari has 15 days. Because of the provisions and the rules, they ha- they can only appoint him for 15 days. At which point, Sam Sharp, they decide whether they want to stick with Solari long term or they bring in someone else in, another name. Who I, who that name is, I don't know. Conte reportedly turned on the job. Um, some speculation about maybe it's because he doesn't believe the club or the players will all buy into him. Maybe they don't. they're not a huge fan of him. Certainly, Ramos um, saying what he said last night spurred the stirred the pot a bit. I'm not sure if it has to do with that. I think his contract is a bit complicated with Chelsea, and that could be a reason why. I don't know. Um, so the 15 days, and the games are as follows: Melia on Wednesday, at home to Valladolid, who have been who are actually higher in the table in Real Madrid. Victoria Pelsen away, uh, and then Celta away, which is tough, even though they've disappointed this season. It's Balaidos and Aspas just scored a hat-trick. Um, there was, I think, one more thing. Yeah, here it is. The last quote comes from at Castilla Stats on Twitter. <laughs> at Castilla Stats on Twitter says, what the fuck? I don't think I've ever sworn on Twitter. No, this is this calls no. for this is your this is your swearing Innocence moment. This gone. is this is yeah. your claim to fame right here. Your whole life is built up to this moment, Sam Sharp. You've covered Castilla <laughs> forever. Yeah, you know Solari better than anyone on earth, and you mm. you've been training for this day. So please I mean, tell me your reaction. I mean, Mondays they're always manic because they're so busy. I'm, it's a nine till nine day for me. Um, I have very little internet connection. I'm out and about. I was out in the freezing cold tonight, and I check my phone. I look up just to check the time. I have a WhatsApp from from you, uh, <laughs> Kian himself, and it said uh, just three words: emergency Solari pod. My head just flew out. I'd, I'd lost. I went on a mad one. I didn't know what to do. Um, checked Twitter. Obviously, made a quick tweet with, a, with an expletive word in it. Um, and I just haven't really sat down to process it yet. I've, I've done a bit of research in the last half an hour since I got back in. I don't know what to say. I can't tell you anything. I don't know what to say about this. Um, so I think bring us up to speed then, because this is what his is this his third season in charge with Castilla? This, or what? Uh, he's currently in his third. Yeah. So it's two and two and ten games. Can you give us a chronological recap 
with just <laughs> just facts. I mean, you can split it into uh, two separate factors um, or two separate halves almost. The first two seasons are atrocious, some of the worst I've ever seen. This season's been all right. This season's been quite positive. Um, but it is only 10 games in. We're talking about another 70, 76-odd games where uh, it was just a miserable, miserable time for me to reporting on this team. It was I hated it. I won't lie to you. Um, it was so, so poor. The standards were lower than anything I've seen in football management before. Um, and it's a strong statement to make, but I've never seen anything like it. Um, so I, you, you have been... Um, you're no- notorious for not liking Solari. I don't know if not like <laughs> is the right word, but you're not his fan. Um, yeah, I mean, as a manager, not at all. As a person, I think, and especially as a player, uh, absolutely, I'm fanboy number one almost. Sure. Yeah, he, he's mm. a great person. There's no mm. question. I mean, maybe we should just backtrack a bit. None of these none of these people are, are bad people by any means. No, Look, absolutely. Teki is a great character. No. He showed a lot of class during this whole thing. Mm. I feel for him on a human level. He he's been sacked by uh, you know two of his dream jobs essentially within a few months and mm. probably kicking himself and saying what if I had just not if I had yeah, just exactly. honored my contract with Spain and saw it out maybe I would have won the World Cup maybe I would have gone far maybe I would have been a hero and then maybe Real Madrid brings me in the right time um, a lot of things were, were not his fault some things were his fault yeah um, and I think at some point I'll write something about Lopetegui because I think he deserves it it was a brief stint. Solari, great guy. I mentioned to you, you know, the amount of you and I have criticized him together. <laughs> Anytime I saw him in person, asked him a question, the way he looked at me in my eyes <laughs> was Lovely. just like everything was forgotten. Like this guy yeah. is amazing. It all, it all, it went to a whole new level when he gave me a bro hug a few months ago, a couple months ago. Wow. Um, I like him. This is the case for Solari. There isn't much of a case. The, if there is a case, it's that. Well, you just need someone to fill in right now. Yeah. Um, and he's not Zidane level of, you know, respect me because I am I am X figure. <laughs> but he's a respectable yeah. figure. People like Absolutely, him. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And he's got so much charisma. And I can only imagine that is a positive uh, in a room full of some of the biggest egos on the planet. Yeah. And mm. now I don't know if, you know, there are certain players in the team. And this goes back to Ramos's quotes last night. Yeah, that will just, um, I, 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 I struggle to. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're bigger than the club because no player is. No. But Ramos, you know, the way he said we need someone to. Um, it makes it very complicated, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Solari <laughs> is not someone who's going to impose on Ramos. Anyways, that's that's what no. I'm trying to say, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think going back to Solari. What are the tangible things you can tell us? I mean, uh, I did a little bit of calculating just before this pod. On record, he uh, is the worst Castilla manager of all time. Um, that's, really? That is official. Yeah. I mean, obviously, records go back to about 2009. So it's not extensive. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, his win percentage is 37%, uh, which is very, very poor, especially considering the standard he's played in with the squads he's had as well. Um that being said, I can't imagine it's one of the highest. It will be one of the worst of all time either way. Uh, he's had some unbelievable players come through his squad. They've they've always been in the third division since he's been managing. Fede Valverde's come through. Sergio Diaz, when he was at uh, his, what seems to be his peak so far, came through. Um, and that season they finished four points above the relegation zone. 
Uh, we've had about four or five relegation scares through his time here um, and countless players have just been written off and their Real Madrid careers have come to an end very, very prematurely. And they've gone on to some of them. I don't even know what um, some of them are doing. OK, it seems, but a lot of them have just gone off the rails completely. Um, it has just been a circus for two years um, and it's been almost a miserable time for me in terms of uh, reporting on Castilla because I joined simply through the enjoyment of watching Castilla rather than the first team who are, who are having problems of their own at the time. And now, or in the past two years, I just um, it's been very anti-dramatic and it's been almost a chore at times. Okay, so the the most obvious example and the most famous example is the Sergio Diaz case, right? Of course, because, yeah. Um, we were really excited about his signing, and yeah. he comes in. His I I think it was his first or second game. He scores from the halfway line. Yeah, and he scored uh, a double on his debut to bring us. Uh, I think the last minute winner. We were two one down. We won three two against uh, Real Sociedad. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he, we were so excited about him to the point mm. where, like, if you didn't follow Castilla, we were telling guys, like, just, just tune in and watch him. This guy's going to be yeah, special. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's playing striker. Like, that's what he plays. Um, yeah. So Larry puts him on the left wing for the rest of the season, inexplicably, <laughs> yeah. like, no explanation. Um, mm. And I wasn't, I don't, I wasn't um, attending pressers at the time to even ask him about it. So I, I that, it's like an unsolved mystery. Like yeah. forever remains because no other journalist asks asks him stuff like real no. stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean this happens across the table as well. It's just Diaz is obviously the most infamous because he um he he's a vegetable at the moment. He's doing sucks, nothing. Yeah. Um, really yeah uh oh, he also went happened. through some bad injuries too after he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a few factors into it. Um but at the same time, he has not scored a goal or gained an assist in two years since leaving Zolari. Staggering. Um, and that literally is, I think, the game after he stopped playing striker from then on. Um, it's mind-blowing. Some, so he he's tried to reinvent a lot of players. Um, yes. I think you know some of them have worked, some of them haven't. Cristo no. wasn't really a number nine when he was with Tenerife. He comes over Castilla. He's playing a traditional line. He's, he, but he looks good. You know, yeah, generally. I think he's one of the team's best players. He's, yeah. I think he's quality, yeah. Quesada goes from left back to left wing, which I also and supported that decision. In that, I think in that, we need to, yeah. yeah, I think we need to think about this a tiny bit, though, because obviously now uh, Sergio Reguilon is a first-team player. Um, yeah. If, if Quesada wasn't moved, he would be a first-team player. So in that respect, in a developmental squad, we really need to think about uh, where we move um, players and the repercussions that can have, because I really think Luis Mikasada would have had that space 100%. Um, and he's now in the La Liga 2, maybe kicking himself, maybe not, but I'm sure it'll be in the back of his mind. My, because we don't really have an idea, like none of us really feel like this is a long-term appointment, right? Um, mm. But I am very curious to know how it translates to the A-team. Um, first of all... Um, you're going to go back, I think, a couple seasons now when you look at that Castilla team, when they were like, even when we didn't have fun watching them, there was there was a period where at the same time they had some really, really good players on the team. And you can yeah. go through the list. At one point, they had Marcos Llorente and Diego Llorente. They had um, Odegaard was in the team at that time. They had Sergio Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the following season, they have Fabas and Fede Valverde in midfield, yeah, and Odegaard, yeah, um, and 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 it was it was fun. Like we maybe didn't know at the time how good they were going to be, and but you know Fabas really hasn't amounted to much 
yet he's playing okay in Segunda. Yeah. This season, because we've gotten this question a lot, what has changed with Castilla and why they're doing better? And so, yeah, please go ahead. I mean, that is a massive question. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think uh, Solari does deserve quite a bit of cre- uh, credit for this, but I also think maybe Lopetegui came in and maybe implemented some sort of improvement strategy. I don't know because um, everything has changed this season. Uh, the players, of course, Vinicius Juniors come in um, and that changes everything from viewing figures to attention towards Castilla, which could change their mindset completely. But they play... And it looks like they play with a weight off their shoulder. They they are free out there. Um, there is also some slight tactical implementation, uh, which improves a lot as well. Um, but they they are a completely transformed side from last season when they were just they were they were so lethargic last season. I couldn't believe what I was seeing at times. It was just dry. Yeah. Well, so I and I tried to. Um... Although he's Solari kind of won a lot of brownie points with me this season. And I talked to Alex Kirkland about this too. And he was like, he was mm. like, you know, I've been on the Solari train for forever. I, I told you. And I was like, yeah, you have been. Um, the way I had, I put a bit of cold water on it was that, and I've, I've attended a few Castilla games this season. Yeah. Vinicius Jr. has single-handedly won points. That yes. we weren't going to get. There was that game in Maharajonda against Atletico B. <laughs> yeah. And it really felt like I was watching a, a real derby. Like Real Madrid against Atletico Madrid. A teams in the Bernabeu. In the stereotypical <laughs> way where Real Madrid had no idea how to break down that defense. And that and their compact yeah. defensive shape. shape. They actually have the similar identity Atletico B. And... Um, and then and they were they, they couldn't get anything going. Vinicius pops up with this like scorcher from the left side, curls at far post. Yeah. Uh, he then he scores another goal. I can't remember one of the goals for some reason. I think it's because oh, I was like oh. about to sit in my seat and he scored. Like, were the you? Fifth I believe you weren't there. You, yeah. You came I think in. I was yeah. Late. <laughs> I think I was late. A minute uh, late. What's that? You a minute late? I think you. No, no. The I was like seven minutes. You're telling late. me. Seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, that's the same game he gets bit in the head and stuff. And, but, like, he scored, you know, he scored. A, was it two free kicks now he scored? Yes, yeah. Low one and a Yeah, uh, the a low one was gorgeous. I mean, they were both yeah. gorgeous. Like, yes, So that's yeah. individual talent that, you know, he, he gets you those points that, you know, yeah. you're probably not getting without him. Um, now, here's what I'm gonna do i'm gonna come to his defense a bit and you you tell me you give me a reality check if you think i'm crazy okay <laughs> okay this is the case for solari yeah. apart from vinicius this season i think he's formed a nice quartet up front with cristo um alberto fran garcia um fran Chu's played well um javi sanchez at the back looks amazing sergio lopez left back looks great yeah. he's got like really there's things going for him that I think he he should get credit for, and and you know players look good and they look confident. You jump in whenever you want. I'm I'm so still going, but go ahead. On on the uh, with any defender under Solari, actually, um, I think that's one thing we have to give him credit for is that um, defense has been the good. defense ever since he's come in has looked a whole lot more solid under Zidane, under Ramis. They had some incredible defenders, as you were saying earlier, Diego Lorente. Um, 
Uh, Mario Hermoso, who's one of the best defenders in the Liga this season. Yeah. Philip Lionheart, Bundesliga defender. They've got some oh, yeah. incredible young players there. Yeah. Um, but they, they conceded nearly every game. They just looked a mess. Um, this season, with all respect to Alex Martin and players like Jaime Sanchez, um, any player can play in that defence, and they always look solid. And I think he really has worked with them. Um, the defence has been amazing for, for two to two three seasons now. Um, so... Yeah, in terms of any defender at Castilla, I I really think it is Solari. I don't think they've hired a special coach to come in and work with them. I think Solari deserves a lot of credit for the work he's done uh, defensive-wise. I completely agree with that. Their mm. defensive record and their defending was the one constant throughout yes. like, even the slumps. Um, the one thing that I think he sh- that should be noted with Castilla and this is not unique to him Solari and you mentioned he had he has the worst record since 2009 <laughs> yeah but what we um what we can excuse him for in a way is that Castilla looks so dramatically different every season hmm. that he has to shuffle everything like we've seen some like some, when you watch those preseason Castilla games, it's crazy. There's like yeah, forty yeah, yeah. players, and you don't know any of them. It's like it's like an open tryout, and and somehow like, like or someone comes down as well. Yeah, yeah, it's random, isn't it? And somehow after all that, you get like this 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 team that forms from that forged together. Yeah, yeah, and it's an incredibly difficult job. And I think um, one thing that has to be highlighted is that it is an incredibly different job. Um, Zinedine yeah. Zidane was not a great Castilla manager. He was okay. Um, but he was by no means great. He was an underachiever. But what he really lacked uh, for the Castilla job in developmental kind of uh, a mindset, he really made up for in the first team. And his man management skills and things like that um, were a massive, massive advantage in the in the free P and and all the records that the first team achieved since then. I think the parallels with Zidane are at least interesting enough to mention. Um, yeah, Zidane took over Castilla in 2014. Yeah. He actually didn't even have proper coaching badges at the time, um, yes. if you remember. And I yes, think I he do, went yeah. through something where he had to, like, I don't know, uh, he was reported, and then um, it, w- it was bizarre that they even, like, he was even coaching them without those badges. Yeah. Um, so then I think he actually stepped away for a bit, and Santiago Sanchez, who is now Solari's assistant, was taking took over for a little bit until Zidane figured it out, I believe. Um. Mm. So then he, but he his Castilla record wasn't great, as you mentioned. He comes no. in and blows us away with the A team. Yeah, yeah. I. Some other parallels, which don't mean anything, but they're there. Um. They were they played together, Solari and Zidane. Solari was a chief architect of Zidane's goal in Glasgow, the volley. It was his pass over <laughs> to Carlos. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really never reaching that much, here. I'm really yeah. reaching to make, like, I mean, what, to, yeah. to be opposite with that as well is, um, you could see it with Zidane. You could see his man management skills in action with Solari. Um, at, at times it's just been total incompetence. There's, Do you think the, play, the, the, the the players liked him though? I never really got. Uh, um. Yeah, I think they way. did. Yeah, no, I think there was a couple celebrations. I remember when he was. I don't know if he was under a bit of pressure, but they they def- they ran over to him and they um. I think they bundled him at one point. So there there was a bit of support for him. I think they do like him. I um, think there what, is potential for that to 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 you know go that that trait of his to go with him with yeah. the 18. And I think that'll be one of his biggest traits actually is everything about that side of him. If he's like 
anything like he is with the press where he actually will like hug the press he's so funny. yeah he laughs with them he jokes with them i mean mind you he's not gonna face he with castilla press it's like a just like me and a few kids who go and interview him. <laughs> uh, yeah but he's like as a human being as a person he's very approachable very yes, friendly yeah i i don't know how that translates to the 18 but i feel like that's in, it's a good omen for him i think that's one of the biggest omens he has um yeah. and i think he'll have to grasp that with two hands so what are the chances that um, he blows us away in these three, four games and he stays? Well, we've checked the fixture list. Um, it's it's handsome. It's not... There are some tough games in there, but it is handsome at the same time. We've got Malila, we've got Valladolid, who are actually playing quite well at the moment. Uh, Plezen, I don't know how to pronounce that name, but Plezen in the Champions League, who are arguably the, the weakest team in the group. Um, so the chances just on a merit are quite high because it's not going to be the most difficult fixture list of his career he's ever faced, especially with the squad he has. Um, it is obviously a difficult time, though. Um, he has a massive job to do in that 15 days just to even motivate the players. Uh his first squad call-up will be interesting because um, obviously in the back of my mind, I'd like to see plenty of Castilla players involved. Um, but if he wants to get a good result, maybe he'll go with quite a strong side. Um, I'd say there's, there is a higher chance than you would think that he will do well in his, in his very short tenure. So I think this is maybe the most interesting part now is that you know, with Lopetegui, we knew what his style of football was. We knew his identity. With yeah. Zidane, we didn't really know, but we got a sense of it by the end of his tenure. Yes. Um, yeah. And and he proved to be more versatile tactically than we give him credit for, I think. Mm. With Solari, we've been watching it for years. We actually have no idea what his style of football is. I'm being genuine. Like, when you when you watch Guti with Juvenil A, you can clearly see the identity. You can It's direct. Yeah. It's fast-flowing. It's quick switching to the flanks. It's very very vertical surgical quick it's about collapsing the defense with with i have no idea what castilla is i've been watching them for years you can't tell i mean so i have no idea years. what what realm just shows up this week <laughs> i mean it is better now there there is um some basic tactics involved uh, he uses wing backs. He tries to build out from the back. Um, but that really is as far as he goes. The, positionally, everyone has a role. But the, for the first two years of his Castilla career and his, his professional managerial career, um, I genuinely think he just chose 11 names and then sat on the bench and watched them. I, there was nothing. There was absolutely uh, nothing from the squad at all. It was all very lethargic. No one really knew what they were doing. And they never really... Uh, went out and, and gave a good performance as a team because they didn't have the platform to. So do you know what confirmed it for me? That Go this on. whole theory was when I asked him about Vinicius. Okay. There was that game where he, where Vinicius, in the fir- it was against Atletico actually. In the okay. first half, he he's very involved. They get hit, get them the ball like every counterattack on the yeah. left flank and he's he's... He's a big focal point of the offense. The second half, they man mark him out of the game. They put two two bodies on him. He doesn't see the ball. He gets bit in the head and he <laughs> he leaves. Yeah. Uh, and I and I asked Solari after the game. I was like, "Do you want him to at least drop deeper because he was a ghost in the second half? Like, should he drop deeper, get the ball, like get it more involved, help link up the play?" And and I told you, I already told you his answer. His answer was. Vinicius is not really here for that stuff. He's here to like because the A team needs him to be fit. We we don't ask him to do that stuff. Like he's that's mm. not why he's here. So like I I think there are like real things like 
at least in certain games, there was actually it was less about tactics and more about match fitness. Yeah. With, you know, it, it may be harsh to label the entire tenure that way because because we <laughs> didn't really have Vinicius until this season. Mm. But it really well, did feel like... Just a fitness exercise, yeah, because, um, I mean, even um, getting the ball to Vinicius is a basic tactic, playing to your best player. For the last two years, there was nothing. They literally just went out and played. There was no... There was literally nothing. It was very, very dry um, to the point where I genuinely struggled to write anything more at one point. I think you were trying to pester me for for match reports at some point last season. I did, yeah. There was nothing I could do. It was I, tough, yeah. I was trying to hide away. I didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. It it has improved now, um, and I'm not quite sure if that's Solari. I, I can't really put my finger on it, and I guess now we'll see. There's no hiding. Um, but for a long time... There was a lot to worry about uh, with Santiago Solari. I'm going to go out on a limb and give mm. him the benefit of the doubt for this. Okay. I think, I, I really feel like there's zero pressure on him. He's okay. come into like a sinking ship. Everybody's like laughing at him. <laughs> um, I, nobody has faith in him. Nobody. Well, I mean, this is brilliant for him. Um, it's he's it's zero really... pressure. He, he He's playing with house money. He has 15 days. If it doesn't work out, he goes back down to Castilla. He doesn't. Exactly. Lose He's got his job. the first team yeah. caretaker role in his CV. This yeah. is brilliant for him. Maybe and and you know what? That the fact that it's Melia the next game is is interesting <laughs> because odds are that Lopetegui would have played like a bunch of Castilla players. Absolutely. Yeah. And by yeah. bunch, I mean like Vinicius probably in that and Reguilón, who's not technically part of Castilla anymore. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. Like these are these are typically the games where you. Play I remember last year. I think. Um, like Franchu was starting. There were so many Castilla players in and around. So if it was going to yeah. be anything similar this year. We saw Franchu. I think we saw Oscar Enzo. Plays, Quesada. Uh, Enzo scored in the one before. Uh, Oscar been, maybe? There's loads of them, to be fair. Oscar played. He started. Franchu started, I think. Um, Hernando started as well. There's loads of him out there. What happened to Manu Hernando? Where is he? He's still oh, potentially injured. He's still oh, okay. uh, steer though. He's still around. <clears throat> so the players that are in the squad now that uh, that Solari has coached, let me know if I'm missing anyone. Vinicius. Okay. Mariano? Uh, yeah. uh, no. No, Mariano was the year before, right? Yeah, yeah, a year before. Um, Fede Valverde. Yeah. Marcos Llorente? No. You sure? Yeah, yeah, before. Wait, who was coaching? Are you sure about that? Is it, uh, Luis Miguel Ramis, yeah. Oh. So at the Very beginning of the podcast, when I said Llorente was on that team, you didn't correct uh, me. No, neither was uh, Diego as well. I should have as well. It was in oh, my head, man. but <laughs> I let it slide. If anyone stopped listening to the podcast, they, now they're going <laughs> home with all this false information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Reguilón would be the last one. Uh, yes, just trying to think. I suppose Lucas Dan, you could say. Um, is he, is he, well, he's with Castillo. Oh, no, he's been demoted. Yeah, I yeah, forgot he doesn't even have a place anymore. Yeah, he doesn't, he... we don't, we don't have those take your son to work days anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. He takes his dad to work. He's always at uh, the Alfredo de Yeah, he's Yeah. Yeah, all the time, yeah. yeah. And Lopetegui would attend the Castilla games too. Yes, it was interesting. This is why I think he had a hand. I, I have a hunch. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> um any oh we have we have a patron question there's other patron questions i think also but we're gonna matt wilty and i are gonna do a loan tracker podcast tomorrow where we're gonna talk about real just players on loan that'll be for our patrons patreon.com slash managing madrid um 
Here's a patron question, though, from Tyler Dixon. He says, hey, guys, it's all darkness at the moment. Solaria's coach, doesn't, doesn't that mean they, were, they are looking to the future? My dream is Pochettino. He has everything I want in a manager and um, has a distaste for Barca. Also, cheers. There's a few people almost also jokingly on Twitter saying, you know, this is great. Tottenham is in a mess. They lo- they'll probably lose against City tonight. And <laughs> actually, getting Pochettino is probably less complicated than it was in the summer. But just because Tottenham haven't been good this season, but there's still the contract situation and Louis uh, a pain to deal with. But again, this is interesting because there's 15 days to figure out what we want to do. I'm I'm yes. still also not ruling Conte out 100. percent Okay. What are your thoughts? Like, do you? Do you, did you think of anyone? Did anyone else cross your mind? Who do you think was coming? And also Guti. Like, where where were you on Guti in this whole thing? Um, the thing with Guti, um, I'm absolutely fine with him coming into the, the managerial first team role. I mean, oh, he's quite unproven. And that's what really annoys me is because if he was to be hired by the first team, it makes it even more bizarre that they wouldn't give him that shot with Castilla uh, a couple of seasons ago when he really could have used it to progress his career. Um, yeah. That whole time was just a massive wasted opportunity. But I, I think he needs a little bit more experience. I think he's got the assistant role in uh, at Besiktas. Yep. He needs a little bit more. Um, and Besiktas have reportedly uh, said they'd let him go if Real Madrid wanted him. Which is fantastic. And uh, it could work because he's a very competent manager. Um, I do feel that he should have had that little bit more experience that the club could have given him anyway. Um, it plays on my mind a little bit. But I have no problem with Guti being considered a candidate. I was okay with Guti. I totally yeah, was. I, I think yeah. it was. I think Guti would have been low risk. The, the risk with Guti would have been like his his status as a Real Madrid legend. Maybe get his, his legacy takes a hit if something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I that existed with Zidane, and you know, turned out okay. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Uh, and I think yeah. Guti is more prepared than Zidane in many ways. I also think Guti was more prepared than Solari. Yeah, well, uh, in the sense that I think everybody is more prepared than Solari. But, but like we can say Guti managed a lower level, but he was more successful at that level. He uh, was one of the most successful coaches at that level ever, I think. I don't think anyone has achieved what he, he achieved treble, with, right? with the academy size. Yeah, yeah. He had and a, it's, I'm not quite sure how it works, but he, he won. I think he made another final as well. Clear yeah. identity. Um, if we're <laughs> tracking people like Oscar, who was fantastic under Guti and then regressed under Solari and now looks like an actual footballer again with Leganes. Yeah. That stuff, mm. like, if, if I'm, at, I'm at the board level, I'm looking at all that stuff and I'm be like, why are we not giving Guti a, a shot here? Like, I'm, this is genuine. Absolutely. Like, and I'm, I'm, it's because also we don't have many options. So, like, that's why. Like, I'm not saying Guti would be first choice necessarily, but I wouldn't hate it. Here's another no. name that if I ever, ever had to give a coach with zero experience, a chance, and like gun to my head, I had to pick one. Xabi yeah. Alonso. <laughs> uh, the problem with these, the their their players and playing and coaching as genius as Xabi is is a very very different profession. Um, and jumping the gun and chucking someone in the deep end, uh, many problems come with it. Don't get me wrong; it could go absolutely perfectly, and and we could win a lot of trophies and be very successful. But it, it is a dangerous game just hiring coaches. I know. On the no, back I'm not. I'm not saying that they should do that. I'm just saying, like, if we, the would you not is, mind? I think Shabby will be a great coach one day. I and 
I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would be skeptical with him being handed the Castilla job tomorrow. I'd be reasonably skeptical just simply because it's on the back of his name. And if Solari has taught me anything, it's that uh, that could be a miserable, miserable experience. Um, but you you never know. I would blindly follow Shabby Alonso into battle. <laughs> I bet you would, I, yeah. I, he's just he's brilliant. <laughs> I, well, yeah, quality guy. Here's a scenario for you. Yeah. Solari blows us away in these three games. Okay. <laughs> Gets a contract till the end of the season. Uh, yeah. Raul takes over Castilla. I don't want to hate any of these players. This is the problem. I don't want to. I, I don't want to live in a world where I dislike any trait of these guys. I agree. Um, because but, before Solari came along, I I would have had nothing bad to say about him. I think Raul is two levels below Castilla. I believe. Who's uh, yeah. right now? Oh God! Don't test me on this, man. I'll look it up uh, in a second. Well, well yeah, yeah, but my Morientes, I want to say who could be wrong. Uh, Fernando Morientes, I want to say no. he was a rat. No way. Let he me was see. Juan Labrada a couple seasons ago, and I think he just disappeared. He just he just took a break from <laughs> coaching. Um, okay. Uh, I'll look it up in a be... sec. My thing with Raúl is he's my idol, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I just know that it's not going to end well for him. He also he is one of the most sorry he is the most one of the most intelligent footballers I've ever come across, and that's not Mm. biased. He was really smart with the ball. ball. I don't know how it translates to a tactical perspective. um, You know, from the position that Shabby played, he basically saw the whole pitch. I think it's a lot different. I I, I'm I'm skeptical about Raúl. As much as I love him, but then you and think Raúl will him. have um, experiences and tendencies and knowledge of a certain other aspects of the game that Shabby sure. won't as well. Um, sure. So it works in both ways. But at the same time, can either of that translate into practical sessions and into a philosophy? There's a massive discussion in England. It's actually quite a tense uh, discussion to have. Um, the the juvenile A coach is Daniel Daniel. Yeah, I've just I don't know yeah. much about this guy. I actually didn't actually no. know him before this this moment, so I don't. I can't speak yeah. about him. Um, <laughs> but I so I think Raúl is below him, and then Xabi Alonso is yeah. lower than that, right? Fourteens, fourteens, fifteens, yeah. yeah. Imagine being a fourteen-year-old yeah. and Xabi Alonso is your coach. What a dream! Yeah, quality, isn't it? Or just playing for Real Madrid? I couldn't imagine it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's not too late for you, Sam. How, how old are you now? Twenty-two. <laughs> oh, you're in your peak. Yeah, you'll be in your peak in two years. God, yeah, retired already. It's not gone well. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, done. I'm done. done. Okay. <laughs> uh, any concluding thoughts? Anything so, um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write up a loan tracker at some point. Um, I'm due one. I think I missed the first one, so it's gonna be quite a chunky one because we're gonna do the first two months of uh, anyone on that list that I uploaded uh, a few a few weeks ago to my website. Okay. Um, so we don't know the name yet, but. No, hopefully you can help me with that as well. You normally uh, are pretty helpful with that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can help out. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, I think think that's it. Um, Yeah. I think we'll... um, Are you taking the player ratings from Millie? I think you are. 
<clears throat> so I'm trying to. Yeah, you I need to get. You uh, gotta let me know that. Time okay. off. I will let you know in the next day. Yeah. Okay. So I think you know we'll 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 track this together and with the rest of the managing Madrid squad for the, over the next few games, and it'll be yes. interesting. Yes. Who, who would have thought that this day would come? Uh, I certainly didn't. Wow. Yeah. Nobody. I don't know. All right, Sam Sharp. I kept you long enough. It's late there. <laughs> um, thanks for doing this on short notice, buddy. And anytime, man. And have a good night. We'll chat soon. Okay. Cheers, mate. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.